Donald J. Trump has been officially arraigned, but if you think this is going to hurt him, stop him, or even slow him down, you don't know Donald J. Trump. The show starts now. Yesterday was a dark day for American justice as Donald J. Trump became the first U.S. president to be indicted and arraigned. But he walked into that courtroom like the badass he is because not only is the truth on his side, so are millions of Americans, and I expect millions more since yesterday. The silent majority is getting louder, and this is just the beginning. Donald J. Trump is the most famous, feared, and fierce person walking planet Earth, and that's evident by the crowds of people who flocked to Trump Tower and that Manhattan courthouse yesterday. Sure, there were some freaks and agitators there to try to bait and berate, but it's all a testament to Trump. Hell, he had more protesters, protesting protesters, than all the folks that have ever been to a Biden rally combined. And as for the legal side of this whole sham, Donald Trump faces 136 years in prison if convicted of the 34 BS counts against him, all linked to an alleged clerical error in an NDA settlement to a porn star in the amount of $130,000. Hell, with all the money we've sent over to Ukraine, 130K is what Zelensky over there wipes his nose with. Oh, and you'll be delighted to know that your tax dollars have been wasted on this farce. And if you're wondering if this whole thing could get any more corrupt, well, the judge presiding over this case, yeah, his daughter worked for the Joe Biden and Kamala Harris campaign and a slew of other Democrats, but I'm sure that's not a conflict of interest or anything. It all seems super above board, nothing to see there. Folks, I'm not going to try to make sense of this because it's senseless. All I can tell you is that Trump will prevail and he will overcome. He's done it before. He'll do it again and again and again. I'm not worried about Trump. What terrifies me and what should terrify you is how terrified the swamp is of Donald J. Trump. Joining me now with his take on all of this is host of the Officer Tatum Show and podcast, Brandon Tatum. Brandon, it's great to have you on such a slow news week. <laughs> I wish it was slow. So I have to get your initial thoughts when you saw Trump walk into that courtroom, all the images, all the hoopla we saw from yesterday. What were you thinking, Brandon? Well, first of all, you know, it, it reinvigorated my support for Donald Trump because there was a point in time where I was a little sick of some of the stuff that he was doing. You know, DeSantis was was uh, climbing up the charts on my radar. But then after they did this to Donald Trump, and, and me watch a man that I honestly believe had America uh, best interests at heart, watched them essentially perp walk him, have him arrested, arraigned for the stupidest charges I've ever seen. It, it made me upset. It made me angry. And it made me more, you know, I guess have more zeal to support Trump in 2024. I mean, I, I want to support him more than I've ever wanted to support Trump in my entire life. So I, I really think that this was a this is going to backfire on the Democrats and it's going to create such a influx and support from his base. So I agree with you on that point, but I want to get into this with you because I'm a little conflicted here. So I feel like the Democrats, the Manhattan DA, the machine that is the DNC, I feel like this is exactly what they wanted to happen. Not just Trump arraigned, arrested, charged, all this, but I feel like they want to fire up folks like you and me to support Donald Trump because I feel that they feel that he is easier to beat than someone like a Ron DeSantis. Now, whether that's true or not, we're going to wait and see. But I wonder, though, do you think that even with all of this and now your, your newfound in, uh, invigorated spirit for Donald Trump, do you think that that means that he can win in 2024? Do you think that the independents feel like you and I do about Donald Trump? 
Yeah, that's a good question, Tommy. I, I think about that every day, and and I, I really do believe that, you know, him being put through the ringer, even my dad was like, oh, this is, you know, they doing all this stuff. They just don't want him to run for president. And I think that the Democrats are not trying to push him into presidency or push him into winning the primary. I think they want to eliminate any possibility of him actually running. I think they would rather face Ron DeSantis. Now, as miscalculated as that could be, I really believe they hate him so much they don't want him to even have the opportunity to run for president. And I think it's going to backfire because this is what they're hoping will happen. They hope that he will get indi obviously indicted and they hope that this will damage his reputation around the country. But what's going to happen is that as they rolled out this nothing burger, because people were expecting, at least myself, I was expecting that they were going to have something of substance where I, I would think, oh, man, he's done. This guy has no chance. They got evidence against him. He's definitely going to go to jail. If he don't get into a plea deal, it's going to ruin him forever. But when I saw the charges, I said, well, wait a minute. As a law enforcement officer, I know what it's like to, to pile up charges on somebody, right? You see one crime that was committed and you try to make those every instance of that crime to be a separate incident. And that's not the way you do business. That's not acting in good faith, very difficult to defend. And so that made me feel like this is a witch hunt. This is even more of a witch hunt than I thought. And I think some of the people in the middle are looking at this like, well, I don't like Trump, but what they're doing is wrong. Or some people are like, oh, I thought they had him this time. Here we go again, just another BS charge that he's gonna end up you know, escaping from. I hope Americans are that smart, Brandon. I really do. But <laughs> Me too. I also have to remember that an ABC News poll that just came out over the weekend after the indictment and everything that happened last Thursday, an ABC News poll came out saying that the majority of Americans supported the indictment against Trump, even knowing that it was BS. So I worry that some of those folks that still think Russia, 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 Ukraine, 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 impeachment, impeachment, I hope that they are smart enough to really look into this and know that this man didn't do anything and this is weaponized against him. I hope that, but I hope that in 2020 as well, and we were mistaken. So I wonder how this is gonna affect independence, but I also wonder, and you and I have talked about this, but I wonder if it's fair to use the indictment of Trump, the arraignment of Trump, to now throw DeSantis under the bus. I think that's a miscalculation on the part of the GOP. Yeah, I think that I think that it should always be a competition, right? I think that Ron DeSantis, if he has uh, ambitions to run, he needs to run. He needs to compete. This needs to be a competitive field. It's just the emotional response to what I'm seeing them do to our country because I, I see them doing it to Trump to a certain degree, right? They want to get him out of the way because it's political, but they want to ruin our country. They don't want Trump in for all the wrong reasons. They don't want him there because he's going to lower taxes, because he's going to he's going to tell the truth about what they're doing. He's going to expose the deep state. He's going to expose Republicans that, that are not doing what they're supposed to do. And he just he's a cog in the wheel to them. You know, so I, I see what they're trying to do. And I feel like it's, it's an attack against us. It's not just against Donald Trump, it's against us. But when it comes to Ron DeSantis, I think Ron DeSantis is doing a tremendous job in Florida. And, and I, I would like to see him run. I would like to see him put his name out there because at the end of the day, we need to do what's best for America. It's not about tribalism. We need to do what's best for America. And although I'm inspired to support Trump because they're doing him so dirty, I'm also open to saying, hey, we still need to win an election. And if Donald Trump somehow they get him to be convicted or of this crime and he have to do some jail time, 
DeSantis is going to have to is the only hope that we have whatsoever. So I think DeSantis should get in a race. He should compete. And then we'll see at the end of the day if he isn't someone that can bring the country together. Because right now we're just speculating. He hasn't even entered into the race at this right. point. And we don't know how the middle and the and some of the Democrats are going to respond to DeSantis. When he comes out, are they going to go after him too? Are they going to call him a pedophile? Are they oh, going to they are. Are they say that somebody, uh, that he raped somebody when he was, you know, six years old or something? Like, what, what are they going to do to try to damage his character? Because they can't let a man like that be the president either. Oh, I agree. I think that we always should expect that any America first conservative running for office is going to be taken down or torpedoed or at least attempted <laughs> by the left. I think that that's just common knowledge at this point. But what do you say to the people like me, quite frankly, who love Donald Trump, think he would be a fantastic president, would love if he was our president now, would love if he was our president in 2024. However, I'm worried he can win one and two. I'm a little sick of the drama and it's not his fault. It's not his fault that there's drama that follows him everywhere. But as an American who's looking at this country and looking at how China is progressing on the world stage and our currency, how we have to be worried about the vulnerability there, I'm looking at it thinking, you know what? I really just don't want to deal with the drama anymore. And I wonder what you'd say to folks like me who are kind of experiencing some of that fatigue. And it's not Trump's fault, but it's the reality. Yeah, I, I would say, Tommy, I, I feel you. Like, I, I'm, I feel the same way to a certain degree as well. It's because, you know, there's a difference between popularity and electability. And we experienced that right here in the state of Arizona. You know, I think there were some nefarious things that had gone on. But I honestly believe that at the end of the day, it was that our, it was that Carrie Lake was incredibly popular. Her social media was on fire. People loved her. But, but deep down inside, some people didn't want the drama. They didn't want the trauma of Trump. They didn't want the drama of polarizing uh, uh, statements that were made. And I think that they shifted and ended up voting for Katie Hobbs just to settle the dust a little bit. And, I, and I'm worried that the, the average American is going to feel the same way about Trump. So I do have that perspective as well of like, uh, I know he's popular. We love Trump. 2020, he was popular. He got the most votes, a uh, vote increase than any other president in history in his, in his reelection. But is everybody else in the country thinking like us? Are people so sick of the drama that they're willing to have a president that's not as equipped, not as good for this country, but to mitigate the drama? So I will say to somebody like you is that I understand where you're coming from and we have to just let this thing unfold because I don't know if Brenda Santos is going to even run. I mean, if there's rumors that he's going to run. I'm hoping that he's willing to run if Trump gets gets arrested or not gets arrested, but gets uh, found guilt or is found guilty. So uh, it's it's a hard battle. And I, I know most Americans are thinking like this. I want to go back to this at one point. Are you saying that most Americans agree with the with him being indicted? Well, I think most Americans have what we call common sense. And I agree with him being indicted if it's legitimate, right? Mm -hmm. If Trump legitimately committed crimes, I don't care how much I like him. Brother, you messed up. Like you shouldn't have been doing dirty work with dirty people and you ended up reaping what you sowed. So no matter how much I like him, I think it's reasonable if the man committed crimes that he should be brought to justice as well as other people. So what is middle America going to think about this? What, how fatigued are, are people in this country with politics? I, I, I do this every day. You, you as well. We do this stuff every day. Even when I'm off, I'm still thinking about politics. Mm -hmm. So I have a different perspective. But the average American may be so burnt out that they're willing to vote for anybody but a person who's who's embroiled in, in controversy.
That's my concern. And if this were any other election, we might be able to give it a shot. But I feel like we have to have such a solid race in 2024 against the Democrats. There is no room for error. That's my concern. But I want to move on to another point that people are making, and I don't think there's anything to it, but I'm interested in your perspective. Last night, Trump, of course, delivered his speech at at Mar-a-Lago to a lot of supporters, but noticeably absent Melania and Ivanka. Now, of course, they're trying to dust up all these rumors that neither of those two women support him anymore. What is your take on that? Do you think that there's anything to that? You think Melania, you know, maybe is a little ticked off at the whole situation? Maybe Ivanka, we know she's more on the liberal side. Do you think that there's some of that where they're moving away from their father and their husband as well? Um, I think there's a possibility, Tommy. I think there's a possibility because it doesn't matter what I do. My wife is going to be next to me. I don't care where I'm at, what speech I'm giving, where, what, have I, what, what I have done. A woman who I'm committed to and is committed to me, she's going to support me. And to be honest, I'm not going to be out there doing things that I know my wife don't approve of either. So when you see a former president and you see that his wife is not really standing by his side, that's a problem. Man, his kids are different. They're grown, man. They got their own husbands and stuff. So they can go off and do whatever they want to do. But to see your wife not standing lockstep with you every single step of the way, it 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 at least gives off the wrong impression. Now, we all know that, you know, at least I've heard that his daughter, they're sick of it. They don't want him to run again. They're sick of the drama. They're sick of the chaos. And I remember when Trump was the president and him and his wife was, him and Melania was awkward as, as I don't know what. Going, you know, walking to the Air Force One, they're not even holding hands, you know, just just weird stuff. I mean, you're married. I'm married. It's no way in the world that a couple that's happy, that's supportive of one another would be behaving like this. Now, I don't know them, so I don't want to read too far between the lines. But this this could be a sign that people that like Trump should be looking at. Like, is he doing things that are counter to what people in his circle are saying that you should not do? Maybe you should not have had a speech at Mar-a-Lago. Maybe you shouldn't run in 2024. Maybe you shouldn't get yourself down this rabbit hole because they're going to indict you and you do 130 years in prison, you know, it's for what? To, to win the election? I mean, there's other qualified people. You did your job. You stood up for this country. We love you for that. But at some point, you got to think of, in my personal opinion, that he needs to see the world bigger than just himself and his reputation. I think that you kind of categorize not only what Melania might be feeling, but what a lot of Trump supporters are also feeling. We're just going to have to wait and see. Hey, listen, I want a competitive primary, right? I want to have the best candidate, and you and I have both said it. If Trump is our nominee, we will go harder than hard. If Ron DeSantis is our nominee, we will go harder than hard. I think it's going to be between one of those two. Nobody else excites me. Nobody else, I think, has a shot. So one of those men should be our nominee, and you and I will fight like hell to make sure that they get in that White House and Gavin Newsom and Joe Biden or Kamala, the rest of them, take a seat. So at least we can agree on that, and we'll just have to wait and see. Brandon, I always appreciate your perspective, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Tommy. All right, still ahead. If someone would have told us 20 years ago that the radical left, along with the mainstream Democrat Party, would have been able to convince an entire segment of the population to castrate and mutilate themselves in the name of love and tolerance, well, that person would have been called a conspiracy theorist. Now, here we are in 2023. I've got political content creator Becky Weiss on deck with more. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros 
Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back. And their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless. From researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience, Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. In a time when everything has gone woke, there's a light at the end of the tunnel and maybe even, dare I say, the rainbow. The NHL is reportedly rethinking annual Pride Nights, given many of the league's players are refusing to don Pride jerseys and rainbow paraphernalia to play a sport that has... Zero to do with gayness or sexual identity. What a concept. Perhaps NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman can share his revelation with the commissioners of, I don't know, every other sport in the world that has decided force rainbowing is the move, and also Bud Light, CMT, and hell about every other brand and company on Mother Earth outside of the Middle East. Joining me now with her take on it all is political content creator Becky Weiss. Becky, it's great to have you. Thank you for having me, Tommy. I appreciate it. So I've seen your content on Instagram, which is why I wanted to have you on my show, because you point out some very important things that I think that not only conservatives need to hear, but liberals need to hear, people in the middle need to hear. But I want to start out with this Pride Nights and what seems to be kind of what I call the forced rainbowing of everything. Now, listen, I have nothing against gay people. Really don't, really don't care. Everyone live your life. I'm happy for everybody. But I think that there is a fatigue now where it's like everything has to be rainbowed and it feels mm -hmm. disingenuous and it feels forced. And I'm wondering how you feel about it, because to me, it would actually agitate the hell out of me if I was actually in the LGBT community. Yeah, absolutely. Quite frankly, I think it is incredibly embarrassing because at the end of the day, they are simply pandering to the gay community in hopes of gaining some sort of revenue or trying to remain relevant with the times or doing what's trendy when in reality, we see it for what it is, which is mass pandering. And quite frankly, it's embarrassing. There is no reason why all these hockey players need to have rainbows on their jerseys. They're not gay. They don't have gay households, and that is totally cool. So why do they need to don a rainbow to show that they're cool with gay people? It simply does not make sense to me. That's what's frustrating to me is because I see pride in anything as being a personal thing. You celebrate yourself. You celebrate your identity. You're proud of it. You don't hide it. But the fact that everybody else needs to support it or somebody else needs to validate it to me is ridiculous, and I'm glad that you share that same perspective. But I want to talk about the trans movement, which to me is very different than the actual gay lesbian community. Because I think that this trans movement, at least as it pertains to children, is very dangerous. And I've had this conversation with Caitlyn Jenner many times. And people on the conservative side say, hey, how can you be friends with Caitlyn Jenner? You support this, that, and the other. I'm like, listen, Caitlyn Jenner is an adult. Whatever Caitlyn mm -hmm. Jenner wanted to do at 60-something years old is her business, not mine. However, we share the same feeling that this being thrust upon young people is a real problem. And I wonder what your take is on that. 
Well, first and foremost, I do think it is an incredibly dangerous, you know, ideology to be presenting to these children, because whenever you are young, which, you know, children, of course, they're young, they are discovering their personalities. And what, you know, back in the 90s or early 2000s, say you have a young girl who's more of a tomboy, that's cool. That's your personality. I was a tomboy. I ran with a pack of boys. But if I was young in today's world, people would not accept me as a tomboy. They would say, well, you must be a boy stuck in a girl's body. And it's incredibly dangerous because it does not give these children the opportunity to explore their personalities and start exploring who they will become whenever you enter in and you start interjecting the trans ideology into the classrooms, their books, their TV shows, their movies, everything they're seeing that says, if you don't fit this little box of what a little girl or a little boy is supposed to be, that means you may have been born in the wrong body. So it's time to start exploring your gender identity. Personally, I think it is incredibly dangerous and toxic. Yeah, I do as well. And I think that big pharma is behind a lot of this because once you start altering somebody's bodies, you start having puberty blockers, this, that, and the other, then you start messing with someone for the entirety of their life. They will have to be medicated. They will have to receive medical care. And this is, to me, a big win for big pharma. And I don't think that the people that are in this, what I call the rainbow mafia, I don't think that they understand that a lot of these people are being victimized, but it's not by conservatives and it's not by Christians. It's by big pharma and the left that is exploiting these people and using them as pawns. But I wonder your take on this, too, because to me, I this no, go ahead. I was going to say, I absolutely agree with you. You know, I have a couple different hot takes on that, why the trans movement is being pushed so heavily onto children. Big Pharma is a big part of it. And at the top of my list, because if you can secure someone as a child and put them on, you know, these cross-sex hormones or puberty blockers, you then have a lifelong client. And even though they may not go through surgeries, they will certainly be on medications and hormones for the rest of their lives. It is a massive revenue stream. The pharmaceutical industry does not care about the well-being of these children. They care about the revenue that these children will bring in throughout the rest of their lives for them. I wonder if part of this trans affinity in this country now is young people, when they're in high school, middle school, everybody's looking for a sense of belonging. And because the mainstream media and popular culture has decided that the trans community is a sense of belonging. I think a lot of people have put themselves into that category because they want to belong somewhere, because they feel like maybe they don't fit in anywhere else and they feel very protected in this group. Now, then it takes a bad turn, right? And I think that they're being exploited. But I wonder what you think about that. Do you think that it has to do with young people looking for somewhere to belong? And maybe that's part of this. Maybe not just this whole thing about mental illness, but maybe just a simple area of we don't fit in anywhere and this is where it's cool to be, so let's join. Yes, absolutely. I do agree with that because it is trendy. And, you know, if you remember back to whenever you were young in middle school, high school, everyone has an identity that they want to lean on, whether you are an athlete or a cheerleader or a music kid or whatever the case may be. And for kids who might not have a sense of belonging, coming out as trans suddenly makes them very trendy, very popular. People want to ask them questions. People want them to be in their social groups because it is so trendy to be so at this point. So, yes, absolutely. I would agree that these children who might not otherwise have a home base are finding a home base in the trans movements. And I think that they're going to be exploited through that. You've posted some videos that I think are really important for people to see, and I'm glad that you did, because there are some people out there that are using the LGBTQ movement, right, to push uh, pedophilia 
and it really yes. is quite obvious. And you've posted these videos where these very popular TikTok and Instagram personalities are inviting young people to come listen and talk to them, to be mm -hmm. their confidant, their mentor. Tell me about how you see it and the dangers that you see with some of these characters that have become wildly popular on social media that young people love and follow. So I do see it as a gateway opening to normalizing pedophilia. And a lot of people think that that is an extreme take, but I do not feel it is extreme at all. Because when you start introducing sexual topics to children, when you start inviting them to have these sexual conversations regarding their gender, their sexual orientation, their sexual preference, whenever you're putting out these books in these children's libraries that are describing sexual preference and sexual acts, you are normalizing sex in a child's setting. And you're normalizing to that child that they can talk about these things with an adult. And these influencers are extremely dangerous because they are helping to normalize adults talking and being sexual with children. So I personally feel it is a gateway opening to start the normalization of pedophilia. Becky, do you think that we're headed in the direction where the ever-growing LGBTQ plus acronym now adds a P to it? Because it feels like, and I know a lot of conservatives feel this way, and I've always been critical, by the way, of conservatives that said, oh, if you allow gay marriage, then it's a domino effect, and then watch mm -hmm. every... I've always been like, don't do that. That's ridiculous. But then when things like this happens, you got to take a step back and go, is this the goal? Could this be the goal of some? Do you see that happening in the next, I don't know, two to three years? I don't know if it could happen within the next two to three years, but I definitely see it happening over the course of time because these things have not crept in suddenly. It has been a slow slide that people are just starting to wake up to, right? And it all started back with political correctness, you know, monitoring your own speech and monitoring your own thoughts so you might not accidentally offend someone. That's where that started. And it started some time ago. And we have gradually slid to this point where if you say you don't want a drag queen gyrating and stripping and doing, you know, a lap dance for a child, that you are suddenly a bigot and transphobic and homophobic. And that is how far we have slid. Now, I don't see, you know, the P being added to the rainbow soup anytime soon, but I do see that as the end goal. Absolutely. That's what I'm concerned about. And I wonder this as well. Do you think that there are members of the LGBTQ community or more likely just really the gay community? Because I think that there's been a lot added to the LGBTQ, all this stuff that I think is a little odd, quite frankly. But I think mm -hmm. that when you talk about same-sex couples, same-sex marriage, you talk about now it's become so vanilla to just be like regular gay. Like regular yes. gay is not good enough anymore. But do you think that members of that community are not standing up to this stuff, even though they probably feel it in their hearts that they should because they don't want to be ousted by what they feel is their own community? Yes, absolutely. And I can speak to my own experience there, how terrifying it was whenever I first took that step to say, hey, I am not in alignment with this group. Because traditionally speaking, you know, the LGBTQ community is very liberal, very progressive, very Democrat leaning. And I felt a little scared to step outside of that and break that mold. But I'm so thankful that I did. Because as I started speaking more, so many people started coming to me saying, I'm so happy that you're saying this. I'm gay or lesbian, bisexual, whatever the case may be. And I feel the exact same way. But I'm terrified to speak out because I know as soon as I do, a massive target is going to be put on my back by the Rainbow Mafia, which is exactly what they are. It is not a group of love and acceptance anymore. It is an extremist mafia that is going to attack anybody who does not perfectly align with their extreme progressive ideology.
It's interesting to me, Becky, because it's almost like back, I don't know, maybe 10, 15 years ago, people were afraid to come out as lesbian or gay, and now gay and mm. lesbian people are afraid to come out as conservative. It feels like the pendulum has swung completely the other yes. way, and I wonder if there's a happy medium in there somewhere. Do you think we'll be able to find it? I mean, I can certainly hope so. You know, I work with this awesome organization, Gays Against Groomers, and we are kind of on the forefront of helping these people find that happy medium. We might not all agree with everything politically, but we can all agree that, hey, this has no place in a children's classroom or their books, their TV shows. You can keep the children out of this. You do not have to be radically left just because you're gay. And it's okay to come over here, be a little bit more moderate, more conservative, whatever the case may be. So we are in the process of creating that space where gay people can say, hey, I am common sense. I care about my family values. I have ethics. I have morals. I care about this country. I am a patriot and I'm not afraid to say it. And I just happen to be gay and that's okay. I love that because your sexuality does not determine your entire identity. I don't wake up every day and say, you know, I am a, a woman and I am heterosexual today and this is what mm -hmm. I'm going to be in the world. I just wake up and I think, what the hell is happening to my country? But I don't automatically put my sexual identity first when I walk through mm -hmm. the door. And I wish we could get back to that place where everybody could just be themselves. We could all get along. I know that's wishful thinking, but I appreciate everything that you do. You're such a strong voice on social media, and I will continue to be a loyal follower. Thank you so much for being with me. I appreciate it, Tommy. Thank you. Of course. Still ahead, I pose a very simple question. Where did all the normal people go? My final thoughts are next. Folks, I have a very simple question. In Woke 2023, is there anything left for normal people? It's time for final thoughts. Y'all, I'm all about personal rights, freedom, liberty, and expression, so let your freak flag fly. Just keep it out of my face and away from children. Not a lot to ask. But unfortunately, we've reached peak wokeness in 2023 where damn near everything, and I mean every freaking thing, has gone woke. Even crap that was once super redneck, super middle America, small town-esque, has now gone full ass woke. Think I'm kidding? Take a look at Bud Light. Yes, Bud Light's latest marketing ploy. This month, I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood, and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. Check out my Instagram story to see how you can enjoy March Madness with Bud Light and maybe win some money, too. Love ya! Cheers! And the trans community demands visibility, but this trans stuff is everywhere. You literally cannot miss it. Believe me, I've tried. The trans community also claims to be disenfranchised, but weird when people like Dylan Mulvaney are raking in hundreds of thousands of dollars in endorsement deals, and not just from your typical LGBTQ companies, clearly. Bud Light is doubling down on that by not only sending Dylan Mulvaney a commemorative can for his one-year anniversary of pretending to be a woman, but also releasing a statement that the partnership with Mulvaney helps the brand authentically connect with audiences. Are you sure? Do you even know who your audience is? Because me thinks not. And I bet a lot of the folks in the marketing department probably agree with me, but they wouldn't dare say anything because they know then they'll be labeled a transphobe or some other BS label the leftists have weaponized to keep us reasonable people quiet. 
In fact, I'd venture to guess that's not only the case with Bud Light, but most other companies that have decided to go woke against the logic of appealing to their actual customer base. It's one woke person in the boardroom that wants to woke it up, and the rest of the folks just let the loudest and most entitled voice in the room prevail. Y'all are cowards, but you know what? I get it. And guess what? This is a running theme. Not even country music is immune anymore, as evidenced by Sunday night CMT awards. Less than a week after six Christians were murdered by a trans, Kelsey Ballerini decided it was appropriate to dance with drag queens to a song titled, If You Go Down, I'm Going Too. Y'all just don't stop, do you? Does everything have to be a platform to shove the rainbow mafia down our throats? Can you ever just do, I don't know, freaking country music? And it wasn't just the drag queens paraded around. It was also a gun control message wrapped in there, too. CMT has lost its marbles, and they clearly don't know who actually listens to country music. But here's a hint. Yeah, the very non-woke and almost canceled Morgan Wallen has all top nine spots in the Billboard country chart. You'd think these country music executives would figure this the hell out, but no. Woke it is. It's Bud Light, it's CMT, hell, it's GMC, and MLB, NBA, NFL, every major media outlet, company, brand, you name it, all gone woke, all gone LGBTQ barbecue. Which leads me back to my initial question. Is there a damn thing left for normal, non-woke Americans like anything at all? Because I can only think of a couple, and I work for both of them, Fox News and OutKick. And while I don't speak for everyone at either company, I can promise you this, it'll be a cold day in hell when either goes woke. No, we are where woke comes to die. R.I.P. Those are my final thoughts. Be sure to catch the show and exclusive content only on OutKick.com. From Nashville, God bless. Take care.